Thanks for joining us for this fourth edition of the Great Expectations Podcast. My name is Mr. KB, and we're coming to you live. Well, not quite live, but we're coming to you from Surrey, BC, Canada. You're about to hear from actual eighth grade students as they discuss their reading today. Our learning target says I can think creatively, critically, and reflectively to explore ideas within, between, and beyond texts. Stay tuned for some awesome book reviews. We are missing some basketball players today, sadly, but you're still going to hear some great reviews and reflections today. So thank you for listening. Sit back and enjoy. Hello, my name is Evan, and today with Fortnite Battle Royale uh, Total Top Secret Secret Gamer Guides, written by Secret Gamer Guides. I heard approximately 1 to 28 minutes, 1 to 20, pages 20, 1 to 28 pages. I've been reading this book about 45 minutes today. If 1 to 5 is incredible, I would rate this a 5 because this book could help me with game, with the game on my iPad at home and could give me advice. The name of, I couldn't, I didn't really have a novel, so it was mostly just a guide book of gaming, so I couldn't really name a protagonist. And in today's reading, something that happened today, something that I learned from this um, guide was that to make sure to be very quiet whenever you are playing, it's also about skill and takes time. When you are building, make sure to build at the right time. Those are the three statements. One connection I can make with the book is the game. The book is exactly like the game because the book just gives you some feedback on what to do whenever I'm in danger in the game or whenever I don't know how to build. When I think about this book, I feel like that the book is a good book, but I would strongly recommend someone make a novel about Fortnite. I thought the writer of this book put so much emotion in this book and really wants to tell me tips about Fortnite. I think that there will be books about Season 7 Fortnite book. I hope they make a tip book for Season 7 Fortnite. I wish they could make a table of contents shorter also. Hello, I'm student number 4. Today I read Faithless, written by Alyssa Chanel. I've read 54 pages and I just started reading this book today. I would rate this book a 4.5 out of 5. I really like the plot and the book is really well written in general. The name of the protagonist in this book is Maisie. She is a young athlete and has a perfectly normal life. She enjoys school and has friends in a typical family. In today's reading, Maisie was on a run. She wakes up in the hospital and she overhears her parents saying that she has a chance. They have a chance to have, get their daughter back. Her father tells her that her face was permanently damaged and she had the choice to have a face transplant, which is really rare. One connection I can make with this book is Uglies, which is a book that talks about her entire society who are forced to have their face changed. I think Maisie was having thoughts of not getting the face transplant. I sort of felt the pain she went through when she was low on the painkillers. I noticed that she was hesitant to get the face transplant. 
I feel scared about the results she receives on their surgery. I predict that she will recognize the donor's face. Hi, my name is Megan, and today I will be reviewing a book called Crazy Dangerous for my independent reading reflection. So, Crazy Dangerous is written by Andrew Clavin. I read approximately 54 pages today, and I've been reading this book for about two months. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book a five, because new exciting things happen every page, and it is nail-biting. The name of the protagonist in this book is Sam Hopkins. He is a dreamer who has a lot of faith in his schizophrenic friend. In today's reading, Harry Mack was killed by Jeff Winger, Jennifer Sales was put in a mental hospital, and Sam Hopkins broke into the mental hospital to break Jennifer out. One connection I can make with this book is how you trust your friends a lot and how you put your faith in them. When I think about this book, I think about how the story will end, I think about mental hospitals and mental disorders, I think about how I trust my friends like he trusts Jennifer, I think about how people who have visions, I think about how there are people who have visions and who who do indeed tell the future, and I think about how the police system is sometimes corrupt. So that is my review on Crazy Dangerous. Thank you for listening. Hello, my name is Zach. Today I read The Book Thief, and... Uh, it was written by Marcus Zuzak. I read approximately 50 pages, and I've been reading this book for like 30 minutes and one day. One day. One day. I read 30 minutes today. It was the first day I read it. Um, if one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book 1.5 because like I didn't have any idea what was happening, and it's not like I only read one chapter or something, and it was like a confusing chapter, but all the chapters were just really confusing. I wasn't really sure what was happening, so I didn't really enjoy the book. The protagonist of this book was called Weasel. She was a girl who just turned 10 and was abandoned by her mother. And in today's reading, Weasel's mom leaves her at a foster home, and her brother dies, and a plane crashes, but we don't know who the pilot is yet. Um, one connection I can make with this book is, well, I can't really make any connections. When I think of this book, I think of a sad, depressing book that I don't really want to read. I feel like these events are not very interesting or anything I really want to read. And I think that this story will go on to have the foster parents who are taking her in now, dying, and her friend dying from like a bombing or something, and then she has to move to somewhere else. Um, yeah. Hello, my name is Jeremiah. Today I read Stormbreaker by Anthony Horwitz. I read approximately 15 pages, and this is my first time reading the book. I read this book of four because of how the book started. There was no huge action scene at the beginning, but it was very description and it was just a clean start of the book. The name of the protagonist is Alex Ryder. He's from highly taught he's from highly taught spy slash secret agent. His parents died a few months ago. No his parents died a few months after he was born. 
and he's been living with his uncle in London. In today's reading, he woke up at 3 o'clock by a doorbell telling his uncle died from a car accident because he didn't have a seatbelt on. He's been battling a lot of grief. There was many visitors that came to see Alex and to see how he's been doing. But he's really scared that he's going to have to lose his home and going to be sent back to America. One connection that I can make from this book is that um, last Christmas break, I went to Jamaica for because my gra- for Christmas and my grandpa made a house so like all my my family and my extended family could go have a family reunion but after everything was done 7 days after everyone left they both got murdered and died yeah um what do you think I think that um he's going to find a way to stay in his house, I feel bad for him because of his loss of his uncle. I hope that he gets over, over all of. Th- I I hope that he gets over all of his grief in the remainder of the book. I feel I feel very anxious for what happens next. I'm very excited for new characters to be introduced into this book. Thank you. My name is Sam. Today I read The Wanderer by Sharon Screech. I read approximately 45 pages today. I've been reading this book for about 45 minutes. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book as a three because I just started reading this book and nothing exciting has really happened yet, but it seems like it has potential. The name of the protagonist in this book is Sophie. She is dreamy, adventurous, and is an orphan. In today's reading, Sophie just finished school for the year. I want, I mean, she just finished it for the school year. And she went to the harbor where the ship she'll be sailing is docked. When she got there, her and her two cousins and three uncles started fixing and preparing for their journey. They then they set sail for their, they first went to Block Island, then to Martha's Vineyard, and now they're sailing to Nova Scotia. And then in the end, they'll be going to Britain, I think. Then one connection I can make to this book is to my life, because my sister's name is Sophie. One more connection that I can make to this book is in a different series, Young Samurai, where at the start, they're sailing on a boat across the world and sort of the same as what they're doing in this book. When I think about this book, I felt sort of the same as one of the um one of the characters on the boat, Cody. He was feeling like one of the, one of his cousin the oh my one of and he was feeling like it was much easier to get along with Sophie than his other cousin. I sort of feel the same way with my own family. It is easier to get along with my sister Sophie than my brother. I think that this book will not be as interesting that I like, but I still think it'll be an okay book, and I'm looking forward to reading it.
my name is Ashley, and today I read the book, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, written by John Boyne. I read approximately 38 pages, and I've started this book today, so I've only been reading this book for about one hour. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this book at a three, because so far this book is boring to me, because there isn't any action or interesting events, but I would still give it a three, because the part I am on right now is slowly getting more interesting and fun. The name of the protagonist in this book is Bruno. He's a boy that is upset that he is moving away from his old home. He seems really polite, especially to his parents, and seems really kind to them as well. In today's reading, Bruno's mom tells Bruno that they have to move to a different country and a different home because of his dad's work, but Bruno doesn't know where his dad's work is yet. Bruno is very upset because he would have to make new friends and live in a totally new household. He tries to find a way to maybe go back to Berlin where he used to live, but ends up just living in his new house from now on. Bruno and Bruno's sister Maria looks around to explore the new country and look for other children, but they come to see a scary scene of many men marching and doing work for slaves. One connection I can make with this book to another book is the feeling that Bruno may have felt when Bruno was told that he would have to move away from home. In the book by Divergent, the protagonist has to move away from her family and never to see them again. The book I read was kind of different because Bruno could still see his family even when they moved, but in both cases they probably saw the same emotion that they were feeling. When I think about this book, I felt really bad for Bruno because even though he really didn't want to move away from home, he still had to and didn't have his own choice. I also feel annoyed when his mom is really grouchy when they are moving. I think as a mom, she should understand Bruno's emotions more rather than forcing him to pack his stuff and move. I felt really confused and worried when Bruno was watching the slaves work because I thought that they would take Bruno and force him to work as well, but I'm relieved they didn't. I predict that in the next chapters, Bruno will ask about the workers to his parents and get in trouble for mentioning something so tragic, something that they didn't know about. Thank you. Uh, hello, my name is Jeremy Nip, and today I read Divergent, uh, written by Veronica Roth. I read uh, from pages 130 to 194, and I've been reading this book for about two weeks now. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, then I would rate this book at a 4.5 because it has a lot of different small plots that seem to build up to the biggest part of the story. I know a lot of stories, I know all stories they have these, but in this book, it seems a lot more interesting and it's a book that I actually enjoy. And uh, uh, the name of the protagonist in this book is Trish or Beatrice, and she is catching on to the dauntless faction in the rules. Okay. Oh. Okay, in in today's reading, I read that Trish had played capture the flag, and if they won, they wouldn't get anything. They would just get pride, which is the most important thing in the Dauntless faction. Oh, one connection I can make with this book is that I can that when when we win something, we don't usually get anything from it. We just get the satisfaction of winning and not losing. Oh. Uh, a connection that I made with another book was when they all had this, uh, had all the characteristics of a good character, mysterious and ominous. Okay. Uh, 
When I think about this book, I feel that Triss is turning different and more confident in herself than when she first came to the Dauntless. I think that she will go on missions and then she will become respected by everybody. I felt that when Triss had become had been to Dauntless, she had been influenced by Four a lot. That's why she would have been able to take down Molly in the test of the faction. I think that Triss will get into the faction, but she will be one of the bottom candidates. I think that Eric would probably die when Triss go, will go to the next step for the faction test. Okay, thank you for listening. Hello, and thank you for listening. My name is Zach. Today I read The Scorched Trials again, written by James Dashner. Today I read approximately 20 pages, and I've been reading this book in total for two to three weeks now. If one is terrible and five is awesome, I would rate this book at a 4.5 because so far I love the book and it is really intense with great detail. The name of the protagonist in this book is Thomas. He is a brave runner who has been labeled the glue by Wicked and is apparently set to be killed. He is smart and thinks fast in times that he needs to. In today's reading, the Gladers entered another world. They had to run through hours of dark tunnel where they couldn't see anything at all, and all while doing this, there were these silver ball things that attached to people's face, melted, killing them. They were also beginning to enter what I think is actually called the Scorch Trials part of it, because it's a super hot, wet desert wasteland place. One connection I can make to this book is it reminds me of a book called The Genius Files, where these kids had to fight in the super hot place in the USA called Death Valley, and that's what this reminds me of, but even hot, um, more hot. Um, now for some I can seem it. I feel like I'd be so scared from the death metal ball thing. <laughs> I don't like how they killed off some characters before they even got to the main part of the story. I would hate the heat because I feel like I'm really Canadian and I prefer the cold a lot more. I feel like I'd already be dead if I was in this. I just feel like, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how, I don't know how, like, it never mentioned them eating or drinking yet, and they've been in there running for hours, and I feel like I'd at least have to drink. Thank you for listening. Hello there. My name is number 22, or I refer to myself as B.A.T. Today, I read The Corruptible, written by Mark Meinher. I read approximately around 30 pages today, and I've been reading this book for, I can't really tell, probably four weeks now. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I would rate this out of four because during the 30 pages today, I get insight on a lot of things. In a bit, you learn more about the main character past. The good example is that he considered himself to drink heavily and the pain he had in the past, such as the fact he has a fractured hip, would go away from it. The name of the protagonist is Ray Gwynn. He is an ex-cop, and I mean an ex-cop, and, a pri- and is now a private investigator. He suffers from a post-traumatic stress disorder and used to be a drinker. He suffers from a lot of pain in the book, and we know that he has a plastic hip, and he feels pain everywhere. In today's reading, we first get through a few things done. First, we get a confession on the murder, but we find that it doesn't add up the screaming at a certain time, as if the murder says he killed a person at 9.30, while the scream was recorded around 2.30. So what I mean is 9.30 the night before, 
and 2.30 the morning after that night. B would find out that Ray has issues with a person in the book as he feels intimidated, intimidated by a person named Gordon and possibly using Ray so that he can gain reputation again. And C, we get a major character development with Pam and we find more on the fact he suffers with PTSD. In the book, I would refer to as a connection would be three. And this time, I forgot the author on this book. I haven't checked. It's been a while. But anyways, in the book, both protagonists learn about Christianity in the deepest and darkest times of their life. Both protagonists ask a deep question to someone who knows Christianity really well, such as ever since he met Pam in this book, he searches for Christianity. With that, both characters never mention it until the rising action. When I think about this book, I like the fact how around 30 pages tell a lot of things. What I disliked, though, was the fact that how in the book they confront a killer and confesses, but it wasn't true. Resulting into, now, a plot twist. I felt anxious the fact how they mention on drinking, and the topic of the main character, known as a good guy, possibly becoming an anti-hero. And finding out he has PTSD was also revolting for me. I wish that this book reveals the real killer as we're getting to a filler type of chapter. We don't know much, but hey, I hope the next time I read this book, we'll find more on the reasoning or finding an important file like this is deadly to the world or just important to the finder. And that goes for my version of my reading reflection. Hello, my name is Gabriel. Today I read H2O by Virginia Bergens. I read approximately 40 pages, and I've been reading this book for about a month now. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'd probably rate this book a four because some parts uh, it describes too well, and then you get lost into the description of what's going on. The name of the protagonist in this book is Ruby, and she is insecure and terrified of if people saw her uh, a way that she didn't want to. In today's reading, Ruby forgot that the water in the pipes had been contaminated and filled up a vase with water. When she remembered again, she freaked out and then went all over the kitchen. The The water went all over the kitchen and ate away at the wood on the floor. She and her stepdad also went onto the roof to see if other people's house lights were on and hopefully come, into e come to each other, but no one else had lights on. Ruby wanted to go and get her stuff at the barn where she was with Zach and a bunch of other kids and she found all of her friends dead on the ground, contaminated with the water. One connection that I can make with this book is that it reminds me of the world if it looked like it was coming to an end. This book is like any other book that I have read because I don't really read any of the any other genres unless I have another type of book that I find out of the blue. When I think about this book, I think of all the people that died because of the bug that came down from space and invaded the world just to get some food. I kind of feel sad about these event events because I wouldn't really like to see the world come to an end. I felt really bad for Ruby when she went over to Zack's house and found all of her friends dead because she was the only one alive and she felt really lucky, unlike anyone else who was on the planet. I think that the book is going to get better because at the end of the chapter, it says that she fainted because of exhaustion and she woke up next to one of her friends who gave her water and food. Hello, my name is Jacob and uh, 
the book I read today is The Hungry Games by Suzanne Collins. Uh, I read approximately 20 pages, and I'm reading this book for around eight weeks. If four is, is one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I read this book at a four out of five because the action is kind of slowing down, but it's still very interesting and descriptive. The name of the protagonist in this book is Katniss Everdeen, and she is a warrior who's determined to win the Hunger Games fight to the death. Anyway, the uh, in today's reading, there the first event that happened was Katniss formed an alliance with this girl named Rue. The second event that happened was Rue had like a rash on the side of her arm, and Katniss handed over the cream that healed it, and that showed that uh, she trusted her. And third event is Katniss went over to the middle and. She saw the cornucopia and it was all like abandoned and all the stuff was looted from it. One connection I make to this book is uh, in in this in the movies there's like there's like more people in the middle to fight and that's where everybody goes and it's the same thing in Fortnite. If you go to like the middle, there's more people to fight. So that's what I can relate it to. And when I think about this book, I think that Katniss isn't a good spot to win it right now because she has all the stuff she needs. And I think that she's going to have to, you know, she's going to just have to camp it out for the rest of the games. Because I used to think that, I used to think that she had to just go and kill people. But now that she has all the stuff she needs to win, she can just camp it out for the rest. Um, I think, I think that she's, she's not, she's going to go away from the middle. Because if she's in the middle, there's people who can prey on her and try to kill her. And I think in the next, in the next few chapters, she's going to find a good spot to hide out for the rest of the games and i think she's gonna win it in the end so uh thanks for listening hey there i'm ethan and uh today i read run by david scooey uh i read approximately 80 pages and i just signed it up for the library today so so uh if one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome I'd rate this book at three because it's not really exciting as the other books I've read by the same author, but the plot's okay. Um, name of the protagonist's book is Lino. Uh, he's an eighth grader who's like a really shy kid, like he doesn't talk at all. Um, in today's reading, uh, Lino meets a guy named Benny, who's an owner of a restaurant that they often get like pizza from and stuff. And um, when Lino gets to know Benny and his family, and Lino tells him he likes jogging. Uh, Benny's family takes Lino to a shoe place, gets some new shoes, because, you know, Lino's family's kind of poor. So, um, what Lino doesn't know is that a girl in his English class happens to be Benny's daughter. And, uh, so, yeah, they kind of get to know each other. And then, yeah, um, one connection I make with this book, uh, Lino is considered a shy kid and a nobody. Like, people call him a nobody. There's some people that I know who are really quiet and people call them a nobody, but they're not really a nobody. They're just really good kids. Um, when I think about the book, I felt bad for Lino because people consider him as a nobody, and like nobody really wants to be considered as nobody, no pun intended. Uh, I think overall this book isn't that good because it's not as descriptive as the other ones, and the, um, the, the plot's not as good as some other ones I've read, and I think the rest of this book will be a letdown. Um, I want to read some other books by David Schooley, and I hope you write some other books about different sports, you know, like, um, if you write a book about soccer or something. So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. All right, thanks.
Hello, my name is Tay. Today I read Battles and Quests by Anthony Horowitz. I read I read this for one day and I read 22 pages. I read this book 2 out of 5. Because the book is really bad and boring because it doesn't make sense, I think I chose the wrong book. The name of the protagonist in the book is called Theseus. Um, battling his brother in war, he's the win in order to survive them. Theseus is in battle with his brother and needs to win. He is missing one leg. Theseus is a human with horse legs, and he carries a sword and shield, or sometimes a bow and arrow. One connection I can make with this book is, and this makes me think of Percy Jackson because there's a character in the movie with that's a human with horse legs in it. This book is actually so bad, I don't think I'm ever going to touch this book again. The reading was terrible, and it didn't make sense, so yeah, I'm going to return this book to the library and never touch it again. My in my life ever again. Thank you for listening. Bye. Well, guys, it's Damien here, and here is my reading response. Hello, my name is Damien. Today I read Project 1065, written by Alan Gratz. I read approximately 20 pages, and I've been reading this book for about a day. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'd read this book out of 3.5. The name of the protagonist in this book is Michael, and he slash she is a boy, and he is undercover Nazi. In today's reading, Michael eats dinner with the Nazis, and he doesn't like to, and he also discovers a book in the house that he was visiting after he ate dinner, and he found a book that was about Hitler, and then... The butler of the owner's house comes into the room and tries to trap Michael in the room. One connection I can make with this book is my family is German and the story is in Germany. And my mom told me that her mom was in the war when it was happening and she saw lots of horrible things, which I can imagine. It is similar to the book of Stripe. Pajamas, the boy, the boy with striped pajamas, similar to that movie. When I think about this book, I think about World War II, how bad it was. I predict in the next chapter, Michael will flee the city where he is in and go to another city where there is Nazis. My personal connections, how do you feel about these events? Where do you predict the story will go from here? Right, at least five. Oh, whoops, my bad. I felt like Michael was going to get tortured and the butler came in when he was exploring. I think in the next book, Michael will flee the city. I think sometime in this book, one of Michael's family members will get hurt badly or killed maybe. I felt like Michael was going to say something that would make Germans mad because he didn't like them at all. Which I can imagine, like, I wouldn't like them either. Alright, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Hello, my name is Nolan. Today I read The Red Pyramid, written by Rick Riordan. I read approximately 30 pages, and I've been reading this book for around 8 weeks, but I had to skip 2 weeks because of holidays. If one is terrible and five is incredibly awesome, I'd rate this book at four because it has lots of action and, 
and it's beginning to make sense now, and it has an understandable and approach is easy enough to follow. The names of the protagonists in the book in this book are Carter and Betty Kane. They are both teenagers and their brothers and sisters. Carter has dark skin, whereas Sadie has light skin and red highlighted hair. In today's reading, Sir Quet, the scorpion goddess, attacked them, but they got rescued by a magician from the House of Life, uh, the first gnome, which is in Egypt, and her name is Zia. As she battled Sir Quet, uh, while waiting for the portal to open, which opened at noon, she almost defeated Sir Quet, but then it became, but then it, then she came back to life, and they had to run, or else the portal would close. They ended up in Cairo, and then they went underground to get to the House of Life. They walked down the Hall of Ages, which showed them par different parts of the Egyptian history all the way up to the present where it is now. One connection I can make with this book is uh, with another book, Percy Jackson. I connect that book with this because they were both about ancient mythology that was about uh, Greek. This is about Egyptian, uh, Egyptian, yeah, and saving the world from an ancient god, and and they both have similar writing styles. When I think about this book, I think it's really neat that they brought up Moses as the only foreigner to ever defeat the house of life in a magical duo. And I also think the current segment, uh, I think after this current segment, Carter and Sadie will be trained to become magicians themselves. And they all have to visit Sadie and his other guards with the help from other magicians from the house of life. And then they will almost lose with a win in the end with the help of other good gods, then Carter and Sadie will be able to bring back their parents and then they will also save the world from set storm. And that is my reflection on the Red Pyramid. You just heard from eighth graders about the books they're reading and the connections they are making with that reading. We're getting better at this recording business week to week, and I hope to bring you more reviews in next week's show. Really looking forward to the week when I can bring you a review and a reflection from all 28 of my students. But for now, if you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know at Mr. KB on Twitter. And thank you so much for listening to the Great Expectations podcast. We'll see you next week.